Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Shit You Wish Your Building Did. This is the podcast where technology experts tell you how to make your building smarter. Today, we are speaking to Julia Lindberry from Argent Husset and John Carsberry from Workshop. What can the workplace learn from retail experience? Well, I think retail is at the forefront of creating experiences. And as companies struggle to encourage people back to the office, maybe we can learn from retail about how to create better experiences for the workplace and also build a stronger culture. So stick around for this important conversation with Julia and John. If you're serious about making your commercial building smarter, then you are in the right place. Every episode, we talk to an expert or experts in their field and discuss practical business advice on how to implement technology in buildings. So let's get on with the episode. Julia, John, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I know you guys are busy. Thank you very much. Yeah, so today I wanted to talk about um, experience, both from the the perspective of the workplace, but also retail, of course, because that's why you guys are here, right? Experts in retail. And I have this theory that with retail, it's slightly ahead of the curve, like in terms of buildings, about the experience that it offers. And... I feel that, you know, we're now with the workplace in terms of office going through this change because of the pandemic towards, you know, like a much more hybrid experience. And and I know speaking to to people who have, you know, large offices, they, they are struggling with that. They're struggling to get people back to the office and they want to create an environment that um, is not just conducive to work, but like attractive. So long story short, sorry. <laughs> What do you guys think? I mean, first of all, is that is that right? Like, is do you feel like that um, retail is ahead in terms of experience? Should I start? Go ahead. I think definitely retail could be. I mean, it's of course to company to company. Um, but I feel that retail has, I mean, they have been needed to kind of adapt quicker in order to actually generate sales. You know, I feel that many companies, even though they are a company with a lot of ideas, they have great values um they have kind of this mindset that they're you know ahead of everyone else but then you're coming into the office and it's super corporate mm-hmm. uh, very kind of you know sit down at your desk you know um and i feel that retail were there before as well like going into store going to a shelf just looking at a price and the products but i think that overall retail has started to move more towards um um like uh, showrooms mm-hmm. uh, even though you're going to an el giganten or if you're going to a power store uh, for example it's it's so important to make an impression uh, and i believe that that's the case for for offices or for hotels as well that you're actually coming into an experience uh, i would say that that's maybe the the biggest part of it i'm not sure if you guys agree but <laughs> no but i think that you're onto something and i think that retail has for a long time needed to adapt to the customer to then the visitor to the store to be able to compete and to be able to to sell. So I think that it's much more than from a customer perspective, trying to understand and doing research and why do we do, how many people actually go into an aisle or is it actually some other some other visuals that will make a difference, et cetera, et cetera, and follow that up to understand for a long time, quite some time. Mm. And I think then when it comes to commercial, other commercial buildings or offices or things that it's been from an employer perspective. It's basically you sit down and there hasn't really been any push from an employee perspective either 
because we've kind of accepted that this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then COVID kind of interrupted that or disrupted that where it was actually shown that you could work from home or from a cafe or from abroad or from anywhere else. You had your working tools, or at least for some of us, it was possible, not for everyone, of mm-hmm. course, because it kind of also divided and created a bigger chasm, I guess, between some parts of society and some others. Mm-hmm. But but uh, we actually then as employees realized that we could put pressure. We, we had a little bit more power. And from an employer perspective, it was possible. We were still productive. So then you could start playing and experimenting a bit more. And I think we're still early on, even if the pandemic, as when it was the worst, is over, hopefully. Uh, we're still in very very early in exploring what this means i think and i think it's really really interesting to think of it from then to look do the parallel with retail Mm -hmm. uh, that i think could do a lot more also to be better when it comes to experiences (laughs) so tell me about Uh, that (laughs) what what more can we could retail do um i think that even if it's a lot better at adapting to customer perspective than uh, offices. I still think that there's a lot more that needs to be done, uh, especially now with tech development to also use tech, not only talk about omni retailing mm-hmm. from a very, very basic perspective that you can actually order online and pick up in store or that you can pay with a digital card, yeah. but actually create a real uh, channel agnostic experience uh, where we do not force people to behave in ways that they don't. They don't need to transact in this or that channel. They don't need to be inspired in this or that, but it's more from a customer perspective to really do a holistic 360, uh, have a three, holistic 360 thinking. Lots of people are talking about it. There are lots of PowerPoints or keynotes or whatever where you put the customer in the center and lots of trainings for store staff and for head office people. But to really, really be customer-centric, passionate, obsessive, or whatever you might call it, it's not there, I would say, no. yet. And then also, I think, I mean, as the society is moving forward, and especially with social media being so big as well, I think that companies overall needs to jump on trends quicker, um, especially in retail as well. But I guess it applies to to more or less all of the businesses. Um, I think that that is something that we have started very little but it it takes time and you need to be so quick mm. and to actually jump on that trend for sure um but I'm, I'm totally with you there we have a long way a long way to go still for sure so on a basic level this kind of concept of omni channel so as someone who knows very little about retail right you're, you're trying to create an experience there that is you both online offline and it, the, the kind of the two meld so maybe you go into the shop you have that experience of talking to uh, some, someone um, who understands the product, feeling the product, touching it, but not necessarily buying it there, going away, being online, um, buying it there, or maybe even just, um, again, interacting with people on social media. Is that sort of a fair, represent basic representation? Yeah, I mean, I would say that, I mean, the, the kind of the basics uh, for companies today is to, you know, make a red thread. Um, what you see in store, what you like meet in store, it should be mirrored online as well mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's kind of the main goal for everyone. So uh, the customer feels 
um, you know, familiar uh, with the brand, um, felt familiar with the messaging. Um, and then also, especially in, in our case and in our business, we're, we're very much putting focus on training store staff, for example. So they actually know the product, they know mm. the brand, so it gets familiar for uh, for the client. And also so, so they actually understand the product and the brand quite well. Um, I mean, that's the foundation, I would say. Uh, but I mean, as you say as well, we're, we're, we have a long way to go still. <laughs> and from a, a, a data perspective, how important is that to, to retail and retail experience? I would say that it's extremely important, but that does not necessarily mean that the more data you have, the better. Uh, I think also as retail is very hands-on and has been for a long time, I think that's one of the reasons why you why some companies are more successful than others. It's detail, it's being hands-on, it's being fast. Big data doesn't necessarily solve all those problems. It could mm. be more making it more complex. But being curious is the first step. Making sure, so I, that's why I love talking about this, just being curious and trying to understand why people are, how we are, why we are so quirky as we are and why we decide in strange ways and how, how mm. it works. But just being curious and then collecting, being clear, smart on data collection and really be creating creating structures where you can collect the right data at the right time and making sense of it, not just having large volumes of data, creating fantastic dashboards uh, that no one really understands why you need all these 10 things because it might be difficult f- to act on uh, maybe three is better uh, i also think that when it comes to data that it should be designed and followed up so you can actually make sense of it not f- managed and controlled perspective but to make it applicable to the business to be able to take mm. actions on it because that's where it matters then of course it's important to to tell your manager you're doing a good job with a couple of kpis but the most important thing is to make sure that you can actually make sense of what you're doing mm-hmm. take action oriented decisions and it doesn't take a lot of data points all the time to do that uh so a bit less is more extremely important but less is more and then the sort of the fun fundamental things i mean obviously retail is very much driven by sales and i know for example you, there's let's say square foot per um per sale and that that's an important metric right for physical um stores anything else could be lots of things i would say no (laughs) but i think that it's what is important and what is possible is Mm. to use use tech then so you know Mm. where people go and that's been possible for a long time but then maybe it's taking shadowing or people looking and and really filling out physical pieces of paper to see how many times are you touching products in that aisle for example Mm. but it's possible to measure it's possible to see conversion rates physical physically it's really important digitally maybe too important digitally, uh, but uh, but there, there are lots of things you can try to connect behavior and benefits and drivers with selling. Because selling is an extremely important metric, of course, because that's ultimately what mm. people would want. But do you want selling today or is it somewhere down the line? What do you want? What is the store there for? What is this flagship store there for? Is mm. it to inspire? Is it to sell? To whom should whom should I inspire, and who should I sell to? And do should I send someone to our digital store instead because the assortment is bigger or whatever? I think that 
Yeah, I'm just making it more complex, <laughs> yeah, but right. but it's uh, it's this is why I think it's fun because it's really not necessarily the they might compete in a way, right? Like if you're just trying to force someone to to buy something, they're not necessarily going to be the best experience. Is no, it? exactly. So, yeah, and I think also the the tricky part there is, as you say, I think many companies, especially in in stores, since sales is kind of the main focus, right? Um, I believe that many companies is just looking for the short term. So just fixing the short term problems and not, as you say, working more or less like, okay, what is actually the brand experience here? Um, And maybe that's also why people are figuring that out uh, more and more to kind of give a whole experience instead, even though if it's in store, maybe doing showrooms, et cetera. Um, And I also feel that, I mean, looking at hotels and and offices as well, I mean, we're moving there. And also, as Mm -hmm. we know, the most like popular companies to work at is more of a kind of not a playground, I would say, but but more it kind of okay, it gives you an experience to actually come to work, Mm -hmm. you know. So do do you think in some sense it starts with culture and brand? Like if you haven't got that right, then you're just not going to be able to do the experience to a certain level. I mean, in the long run, yes, I would say, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think the culture and brand will give us a lot of clues to, to where we are, what stores do we go to, what do I buy, but also where we work, what, is, what do they stand for, what are the values, and how is that materialized? I think there is a lot to do there, and getting back to, to, to a bit more employee power there, I think that we can also more power than on the employer to create the holistic like a value-driven organization culturally that is culturally coherent in one way or another not all uh, companies should have or employees should have slides in different colors maybe all over the place or bean bags to sit on but but it should be coherent and it should work with the overall brand as yeah. it should should be uh, one it should send one message in a way yeah and i think also i mean especially with the kind of younger generation coming in i feel uh, i guess it's it's my opinion to it of course but i feel that many people coming straight from university and, and uh, or other schools um it feels like they want a workplace where they belong mm. or where they are valued or where they are said it doesn't mean as you say that it needs to have beanbags and a ping pong table uh, i think it's more that it's um mirroring their values mm. um, and mirroring who they want to be as a person as well. So you actually go to work and feel that you're making a difference on on something that you actually care about. That's a great point. Yeah. So in some senses, like environment is just one part of it, right? It's also the why. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, not just um, what the office is like, of course. No, and so it's not, uh, if, you, if you look at different kinds of flex uh, office solutions, to me, it should then be driven by a customer perspective and a need and an employee need more than a cost-cutting need, even if they should maybe or could maybe go hand in hand. I think mm. that it's a very different perspective and it might uh, might give a different outcome. Uh, so you're doing it for the right reasons. Exactly. So just guys to wrap up, and I really appreciate you taking the time today, but I mean, would is there some advice that you would give, um, a, a, you know, um, a company that is struggling with the, their experience and getting people back to work? Oh, I mean, I think to begin with, um, I, I know that especially me, I'm, I come from a, a company before uh, I started working here. They were very strict with us being in the office 
for certain hours, for example. I would say the main thing is to have kind of an open mind that people are actually doing their work, even if they're sitting at home. And so I would say that to begin with, being flexible with that gives a lot of value for for the employees uh, to begin with. But I mean, there's, of course, a lot of metrics <laughs> to to measure here. <laughs> yeah, and, and my what I usually say as a response to all questions is that you can ask and uh, follow up uh, and uh, and you don't have to have all the answers then as an employer or as an as, a, as an owner mm. of a building or something you mm. you can ask and you can follow that up and do that every now and then with different kinds of pretty simple surveys to, to get people's opinions and to see what works and what doesn't work and experiment and play and i think that you together then with with everyone that is then using the space or hotel or office or whatever right. uh, can then help can help you and you create it together basically great thank you so much it's some really interesting points thank you thank you thanks for listening and if you like what you heard don't forget to like the episode and if you subscribe to the channel you'll be notified when we publish new content thanks very much